Good evening, church. Merry Christmas. Tonight we're going to light the candle of peace. Conjure up in your mind what, what peace is to you. John 15, 9 and 10 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Isn't it wonderful to think that all the love that the Father has for Jesus is the same love that Jesus has for us? This reality is much to comprehend and to receive. Father, we thank you for your abiding love. We thank you that we know this love because you laid, he laid his life down for us. And we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters. How does God's love abide in anyone who is in the world's goods and sees the brother and sister in need and yet refuses to help? As we continue in the season of Advent, may we see outside of ourselves. May we recognize the gift we have in Jesus and allow his abiding love to flow out of our lives to those around us. May we be carriers of his presence as we serve others, as we give to those in need, as we listen to those who need to be heard, as we see those who need to be seen. May we join our precious Jesus in giving love and not keeping this most precious gift to ourselves. As we light the candle of peace, help us, Holy Spirit. Help us to continue to abide in the relationship with Jesus to share the love we have received.
to his name. Amen? Well, Father, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place, Jesus. We lift your name. Say, it's from the darkness I called your name. And into darkness your mercy came. You called me out and lifted me up.
we sing it again. Say, how great his love. How great. You sing it. with us and say Spirit of the living God
in the midst of our grief, in the middle of our bad week, God, you are so gracious and you are so kind to give us your spirit, to provide us with the promise of hope that the days will get better, to provide us with the promise of love, that no matter what we feel around the people around us, God, you love us regardless. God, regardless, you love us through our sin. Lord, you love us through our mistakes. You love us through our wins, God. You love us through your blessings, God. We thank you for that. Father, we just come here to you tonight, Lord, in the middle of our week, Lord. It's the week before Christmas, God, and we may be all stressed, Lord, because we can't get the right gift, God, or we we can't afford gifts this year, this year God. We can't afford what we want to get, God, but we know that you are our provider, Lord, first and foremost, and we thank you for that, God, that no matter what this world offers us or doesn't offer us, God, you give us all that we need, Lord, and we thank you for that, God. Father, we lay down our burdens and our trophies at your feet, Father, as you lay down your grace and your mercy, God, and we just cannot help but stand here in awe of you, Father. We thank you, Lord, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. When you move, you move all our fears. When you move, you move us to tears. Come on, sing it. When you move, you move all our fears. Who cast away all fear tonight? you came in with tonight, we all rolled into this place with this big old suitcase. I don't know what it is, but you rolled in with this big suitcase, whether it's grief, whatever kind of pain that you feel, whether it's emotional pain or distress, whether it's a financial one, whether it's a relational stress, we all rolled in with this big old suitcase. And we just sang some powerful truth. I don't know if you noticed, but we sang some powerful truth. And it says, Lord, when your spirit falls upon us, and you cast away all fear. When your spirit falls upon us, we, you, Lord, we fall to our knees before you. And we lay it at your feet. So tonight, church, 
in our portion of worship this time. Let that truth sink in. Let the Lord break down those barriers of fear. And whatever's keeping you away right in this moment, away from him. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your truth tonight in this beautiful time of worship. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Celebrate what the Lord has just done in delivering us. Wow. Nothing like hanging out with God. Amen. When we need it the most. Hey, church, love that you're here with us tonight. Why don't you love on one of your neighbors with a hug and a welcome tonight. Good evening, my family. Good evening. Man, you feel liberated the way I do? Man, I don't know what was in the way. I feel it. Man, when you come before the Lord, it's an amazing time. It what's is. Up? It's a beautiful time Lena, of worship. what's up? Hi. I missed you, Lena. I missed you, all y'all. I missed you. Church, uh, welcome to the house of God. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings Church. And I am joined by... <laughs> My name is Lena. This is this is oh. Lena. We miss her so much. Can we welcome Lena back to the oh. platform with us? Thank you. Lena Lena's going to kill me for this. Oh. Uh, she, she she just gave me the look, but we want to welcome her back. She's been away uh, for a few months uh, on uh, on duty and we just we missed you Lena and we we sh we shout out to you every time we could. I know. You know I that. saw I saw you guys. I watched online. I know you did. I From loved, across the I world. I loved watching you guys. Welcome back, Lena. We're yeah. so happy to have you back. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Hey church, we wanna we wanna catch you guys up on some of the things that are going on. Uh first I wanna start our uh, announcements portion of service tonight with a huge celebratory high five to every single one of you from this platform for what you and I are doing uh, in this community. Do you guys know yeah. that on Saturday now, this last Saturday, the 16th, we distributed over 100 meal boxes to this community. Amen. Amen. That's amazing. It is. You know, because of your generosity, church, uh, 100 families are going to have a Christmas dinner this coming weekend. Isn't that amazing, Amen. Lena? That is. That's what that you and so I great. do. Come on. Yes. You know, um, in part, thank you for, for your generosity, church, and, and mm -hmm. your faithful obedience. Uh, we, we've been asking you to prayerfully consider contributing to that. But church, also, we want to thank, uh, once again, uh, last time, Lena, you weren't here yet. Uh, last time, we had a, a partner with Gabaldon Mortuary, and they, they partnered yet again with us for Christmas. They're a faithful partner of, of New Beginnings Church, a ministry partner. And um, while we're talking about them, um, you know, this on Christmas Eve during the evening time, uh, I want you to look them up on Facebook or look them up on Google. They have what they call a light of celebration service. Mm -hmm. And what they do, Lena, is they, they light luminarias in honor of those mm -hmm. who have gone before us. And church, we want to invite you, and they want to invite you to that beautiful service. And guess what? 
you didn't have to use their services either. If you just want to honor somebody with a beautiful luminaria, I don't, they're, they're right there on the corner of Old Coors and Bridge. And if you know that little pathway right there, right by their neighborhood, they light up for, for Christmas Eve, mm. and it's absolutely beautiful. My family that. and I, we do it every single year. We yeah. cruise by, and we look at the Luminaria tour, uh, and they're going to be a part of that this year to honor uh, those who have gone before us. That's beautiful. Yeah, That's so we want to invite you, but thank them as well for their hard work and dedication to this community. That, that was just amazing. Thank you yes. to all the men of the church yeah. that helped distribute as all. well. Amen. Yeah. You deserve it. Thank you. Hey, Mina, uh, Lena, what, what else is going on this uh, this weekend? Is something a little special? Talk to me. There is? There is. What? Comes around every year. I'll give you a hint. On the same day every year. To this year, it lands on a Sunday. Mm. That's right. Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. I'm not going to wait forever for that answer, Lena. Listen. Listen. Oh, my goodness. Christmas Eve. Man, <laughs> let me tell you. Yeah. Christmas Eve service is my favorite service of the year. Because of the candlelight, ser- the candlelight service, you know what? It, is it is so is beautiful. beautiful. It, is. it is so beautiful. The symbolism of getting to see one candle light up the entire room in the same way that Jesus brought the light down to the earth Amen. and then empowered us, his followers, to continue to be the light of the world and to continue to deliver his word Amen. and his promises to everyone that we meet along and the way. Lena's preaching up here, y'all. It is. Amen. It is my favorite it. service. That's 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 why it's that's so amazing. powerful. Yeah. So we want to invite you, family. Don't forget, we are having services on the twenty fourth uh, at regular times, nine and eleven o'clock. So we want you to to join us and have your family join us. Those that might be coming in from out mm-hmm. of town or that you you haven't seen in a while, and kind of say, you know what, we only go to church on Christmas and Easter. Well, guess what? Christmas is right around the corner. You're in luck mm-hmm. because Christmas is right there, and it falls on a Sunday. Absolutely no excuses. Yeah. Right, Lena? That's right. It's on a Sunday, and it's a beautiful service. So we want you to invite those uh, that you love as well, family. So bring them mm-hmm. here on the 24th, 9 and 11 o'clock uh, for Christmas Eve service. Christmas Eve service. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, you, you talked about the beauty of, of candlelight service. A few days later, uh, so a week from tonight, church, we are having our very own uh, special remembrance service. So if you have lost somebody in 2023 and they've gone home with the Lord and you want to honor them, we want to invite you to come into that service. Or maybe you lost somebody 15 or 20 or 30 years ago. You know, pastor is very transparent. He lost his mom. He was 18 years old when he lost his mom. And so he still honors his mom today, to his dad as well, when he lost, what, 30 years ago, Pastor? And, you know, he still honors uh, his dad at that, at that service. And so we want to invite you, if you've lost somebody special, please bring, bring a small picture, a three by five or a five by seven, and we're going to have some tables set up here to honor them. And that, that's the one thing, right? Those tables, they, they, right. Some, we, we've had some people like, oh, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. Right. Why? It's, it's not an altar. We're not, we're not creating an altar here. It's just simply a way to remember the, our loved ones who have passed on in front of the Lord. That is all it is. Yeah, so it's just a beautiful way to honor them up here on the platform and say, you know, that's, that's my mom there. That's my son. That's my mm-hmm. brother. I love that guy, and I miss mm-hmm. him. And there's going to be a candlelight vigil in their honor. And so if you've lost somebody special to you, uh, please, you can either come by on Wednesday evening uh, before uh, 6.30. Uh, after 6.30, it, 
probably going to be a little jam-packed up here, but we'll try to fit them in. But if you can get here as early as possible, between 5.30 and 6.30, drop off your picture. We can put them up here. Mm -hmm. uh, we'd really appreciate Or you can drop it off at the front office anytime from now till then. Actually, I lie. Our offices will be closed next week. Yeah. Oh, so well, from here to Friday. From here to Friday. Yeah. So we invite you, church, to be a part of those uh, beautiful services that we have going on. That's amazing. So much going on, Lena. It How is. else can we find out what's going on in our world? Well, there are a few ways. You can visit our website yes. or you can download our app using the handy QR code right behind us. I use this app all the time to catch me up on what's going on. I know I come to service and uh, sometimes I can't lie. I, I, don't, I don't catch all the announcements, right? <laughs> and so when I'm wanting okay. to know what's going on with the church, I always open this app and everything right. is right there. It is. And uh, tells me what I need to know. That QR code is just so amazing. Uh, you can reach us at the front office. Maybe you want to register for one of our classes. Maybe you want to mm -hmm. register to be baptized at the end of this month. Don't forget, December 31st, small little mm -hmm. plug. December 31st is Baptism Sunday. And so... Um, December 31st, also the same day every year, New Year's Eve. Let's start the new year right, yeah. right, with a public proclamation of our faith. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe you want to sign up to dedicate your child uh, in whatever month you decide you want to. So, church, just it's a great resource. Sermon notes. And then, of course, we talk about the heartbeat that we can't live without. That's What's right. that heartbeat all about, Lena? That's right. Tithes. Tithes and offerings. Tides. That's right. Your obedience to the tithe. Yeah. We couldn't do what we do without it, church. And if uh, you, you, you're thinking about, hey, these guys are involved in a lot of things, and I, I want to be a part of it. How can I participate? Well, one, we do need boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you want to volunteer register, that QR code will get you there too. Uh, but also through your tithe and your offering, your obedience mm -hmm. in the tithe and going above with your offering, you can do it that way with the, with the heart on the bottom right-hand corner of our app. Mm -hmm. And church, we thank you so much for your faithful obedience to yes. that and your dedication to not just this body, but to our community and abroad. Amen? Amen? Thank you so very much, church. We love you. We want to turn it over now to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Let's welcome him to the platform tonight. Thank you, Pastor Mike. Thank you, Lena. And thank you, Lena, for serving our country. She serves in the military, and that's where she was deployed. And uh, we just thank God for bringing her back safely. Uh, guys, I've been doing this sermon series called Deepening Our Walk. It's so important that as Christians, we get serious about God. And you remember when you first fell in love? With, uh, it could have been in the seventh grade. They called it puppy love back then. But these puppies grow up, baby. Ooh, let the dogs out. You know, it's like, <laughs> but all kidding aside, look, when you start liking somebody, and then you shift over and you go like, man, we're really getting serious. You commit yourself to that person. And you, I'm committed to you, you're committed to me, we're walking hand in hand, we're growing together, we're going together, we're sharing our lives together. And that's what we want to do with the Lord. We want to get really serious about God. And we want to be walking with God, we want to be hand in hand with God, we want to be connected to God. We want to be celebrating our God and getting to know him more and more and more. And the more you walk and talk to your girlfriend or boyfriend, the more you got to know them. Likewise with God, the more you walk with him and talk with him and share with him, the more you get to know him. And it's just this amazing gathering time. 
But we've been talking about deepening that walk, and we've been looking at the life of Abram. This is Abraham before he, God changed his name to Abraham. His name was Abram, and his wife is Sarai. And it, it, they had left, and he said he left not going where he was going not knowing where he's going. Can you imagine that? I can't even imagine. Hun, pack up your bags. We're going. We're moving. Where are we moving to? I don't know. We'll know when we get there. Man, that had to be an unusual kind of calling. And here they step out in faith and they go. But in Genesis chapter 15, there's a real shift that takes place because Abram starts losing hope. Have any of you ever started losing hope? Have any of you just started, got to that point where you're like, man, what happened? God, I kept trusting you and believing, and and you're kind of like, wow, God, what happened? I know you probably have never been there, but I've been there. And, and it's really a challenge. And in Genesis chapter 15, the first 18 verses, it says, sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision, and he said to him, Don't be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you, and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, You're, he, he replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even see a son? I'll stop right there. God had told him he was going to be the father of a great nation. And his wife hasn't been able to have a kid. So he's being straight out with God, straight, honest with God. What good are your blessings if I haven't seen a son? What he's saying is, what good are you giving all these promises if you don't deliver? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. And you have given me no descendants of my own. So of all my servants will be my heir. Then the Lord said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son and of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside. And he said to them, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as, a right, as righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans, to give you the land as your possession. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, how can I be sure that I will actually possess it? Then he goes on to say, the Lord told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a small pigeon. So Abraham presented all these to the Lord and killed them. Then he cut them, uh, cut each animal down the middle and laid them on the halves sides by, uh, by side. And he did not, however, cut the birds in half. And 
Some vultures stooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them off. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a terrifying darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land, for they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried with a ripe old age. After four generations, your descendants will return here to this land, for the sins of the Amorites do not yet warrant their destruction. And after the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram and that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. Lord, I pray that we can really understand the challenge that was going on here between Abram and himself, Abram and God, and how, Lord God, you reassured him of your faithfulness and your calling. In Christ's name, amen. Now, look, I'm calling this sermon, God said it, I believe it, and that's good enough for me. See, we really ought to have that kind of faith, but we don't. We don't always receive it. We don't always get it all the time. We have faith, but we have faith on some things and not on all things. I was talking to some people the other day, and I said, look, when I see you guys come into this church, I see you come into the sanctuary, I see you go to a chair, you just go there and you sit down. I've never seen any of you pick it up and examine the chair and make sure it can hold you up, make sure it's not broken, and make sure you're just by faith sitting down. And up to now, no one has fallen off a chair. And up to now, no chair has broken. But you know what? By faith, you're doing that. Yet, other things in our life, we kind of manipulate around faith. Faith here, faith there, faith I don't know, maybe so, I don't know. I, I believe God can do this, but maybe not that. I don't know if he could do this, he could do that. And, and we go through and we stumble through. And what we need to understand, the first thing that we see in this passage is the more of God's grace that we extend, the more goodness we receive. We were talking about that yesterday in a meeting we were at with the staff. And we were having dinner together, and we were talking, and we were sharing how our church, not being a rich church, is a very giving church, a church that knows how to give. You know why? Because we have all know, known what it is to have a need. All of us probably at one time or another have experienced hunger. All of us at one time or another have experienced a difficult time in life. For some of us, it was from cutting off our water, our light, our gas. And you're like, what are we going to do? Man, we're right in the middle of 
summer and we don't have an air conditioner, we don't have electricity, we're right in the middle of winter and we don't have gas or we don't have means to heat the house. And, and you're going through this challenge and you're going through this time wondering what's going to happen. But I've seen our church give and give and pour out and pour out and minister to people that are hurting. And God seems to just give us back more and more and more. Because the more grace you extend, the more goodness you receive. And God is amazing at that. You see that in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, starting at verse 36. He goes, you must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Then you jump down to verse 38. He says, given you will receive, and your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, he goes, to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And he's saying, don't be afraid to give. Don't be afraid to pour out. Don't be afraid to empty yourself. I shared the story before, but not too long ago, a bunch of us from staff, we went to Genghis Grill, and it's a restaurant, and, and you get these bowls, and you fill it with whatever you want them to cook for you. So whatever vegetables, whatever meats, they have like four different kinds, five different kinds of meats, and all kinds of vegetables, and you fill up that bowl. But whatever you fill, that's all that, that, that there, it comes with. So Tomas was next to me, and I go, look, Tomas, this is how you do it, dude. Us, us big eaters and big boys have to stick together. And I go, Tomas, look, check it out. You put it down there and then press it down. <laughs> press down. I said, it's scriptural, Tomas. And he's like looking at me like, oh, shut up. And I pulled this, this scripture. Press down, shaken together. Man, make room for more. Running over. So when we took it to the dude that cooks it, we took it and we had our hand on it. And we handed it to him and he looked at us like, and then you don't know why you're overweight. <laughs> and he got it and he dumped it onto the grill and he cooked it up. And then they brought it to us and it says, poured into your lap. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, man. Tomas, why did you talk me into this? <laughs> but see, there really is a method there. He's saying, don't you understand when, when you give and you press down and you shake it up and, and, and you make room for more, God's going to give you so much it's going to roll, just run over and it's going to pour into your lap. So it's important that we understand how to extend grace, how to extend love, how to extend forgiveness, and at the same time, not allowing ourselves to be made a doormat and people running and dumping all over us and stepping all over us and hurting us. But that's what we need to do is extend that grace. Abram was ready to give up. But thanks a lot, God. You make these promises and you don't come through. You see, I'm going to have all these children. My wife hasn't even have a kid yet. I'm just going to leave all the inheritance to my really faithful worker. Eliezer has been a hard worker. I'm going to, I'm going to, and God said, no, 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 you're going to have your own son. Come on, let's go outside. 
He looks up in the, in the sky. He goes, count the stars. And you can just hear him going, there's too many stars to count. That's how many children you're going to have. And if some of you remember the little grade school, Sunday school song we used to sing, I didn't sing anything as a Sunday school because I didn't go to Sunday school. I, I didn't grow up in a, a church that had a Sunday school. But I'm telling you, when I heard it as a pastor, I heard it for the first time as a pastor, and I heard the kids singing, Father Abraham had many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of him, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. And now look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, some of you were in the class. And then you go right arm, left arm, right foot, left foot, turn around, jump around, and I don't know what all they do. But hear me, the point is that there's you and I as children of God, every time someone gets saved, they're a new child of Abraham. How many people does that? There are too many to count. Huh, doesn't that what the Bible say? There's going to be so many, it's going to be like the stars in the sky or the sand in the sea. You can't count them. And all you have to do is keep extending that grace, extending that grace. Second thing you see in here is you've got to step out and encourage courageous obedience when doubt threatens. And he, he started doubting the Lord. He goes, what good are you giving promises that you don't even deliver? I'm sure every single person has thought that at one time or another. Like, God, you said you were going to come through. What happened? God, I pray, 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 and you haven't delivered. What happened? God, I believed with all my heart, and it, it hasn't happened. What's happening, God? What's going on? Where are you when I need you? I'm crying out to you, God. I believed, I believed, I believed. Sarai and I are trying to have kids. We can't have a kid. She's all bummed out. I'm all bummed out. We're ashamed to the community. We're supposed to be their leaders and have a great flock of children, and we don't even have one. Come on, God. Haven't you ever asked God, like, come on, God? Maybe not even questioning, like, what, what are you doing? But just, God, I don't understand. I've done everything you said, and I just don't understand. And when that doubt threatens that doubt comes in, that's when you have to press in and in obedience, step out with courage and say, in the name of Jesus, here I go. I'm going to do what God says, and I'm going to do it because he said it, and I believe it, and that's good enough for me. I'm going to hold on to that truth. I'm going to hold on to that faith, and I'm going to just step out and say, here I go in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And you do it. But sometimes we don't do that. And that doubt tries to take over. In Mark chapter 9, verse 23, he says, what do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. What do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. So why do you keep saying if? Man, we're really supposed to say, but God. I was all messed up, but God came along. I was lost, but God saw me through. 
I was empty, but God filled me. I was just broken, but God healed my brokenness. I was just so empty, but God filled me up. I was just, but God, are you with me? God comes through and he never lets us down. He presses through, but we have to step out with courageous obedience, believing in the name of Jesus, God's going to see me through. In the name of Jesus, God's going to guide me. In the name of Jesus, God's going to help me. In the name of Jesus, it's going to come to be. In the name of Jesus, I can believe him and I can trust him and it's going to help me and it's going to get me there. So that's what we need to do. Because some of you right now are in that place. You're in that doubting moment of your life. And doubt is threatening your faith. It's threatening your walk. It's threatening your position. And you've been trusting God. Trusting. See, some of you barely started trusting, and you were supposed to start trusting months ago, and now you made a mess of everything, and you're like, well, come on, God, straighten it out. And he's like, well, man, I wish you would have let go of it a long time ago because all you did was make it worse. I'm, I'm sure no one here has ever made anything worse, but man, oh, man. What's the old saying? If you find yourself in a hole, put the shovel down and quit digging because we just make a mess, and we make things worse and worse and worse. And then we say, what do you mean? You don't want to try anymore? Try. You've already killed me. You've already emptied me. You've poured everything. You've drained me of anything left. So I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus, have a courageous obedience and say, God, I, I'm not going to trust myself anymore. I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to hold on anymore. I'm going to let go because, Lord, you have control, no longer me. I'm not going to try to manipulate it. I'm not going to try to guide it. I'm just going to trust you and, Lord, believe that you can turn things around. But man, it takes a lot to get there. But you can, and you will if you really get there. But you've got to have those conversations with God and get real with him and say, look, God, I, I really did. I messed it up. People even reached out, and I, I, I turned them away. And hopefully they'll reach out again. Or hopefully... I reach out to them, they'll reach back. Because, God, I need you. I'm stepping out with courageous obedience <clears throat> against my doubt, against my fear, against everything that's threatening against me. And then you see in here that the third thing is that God promises our realities waiting to be birthed in us. His promises are realities. They're waiting to be birthed in us. And what I mean by birthed in us, that literally that reality impregnates your heart, impregnates your mind, and you start seeing that vision, and you start believing that vision, and you start seeing, and you go, yes, Lord, yes, I see it. Yes, Lord, I believe I can have it. Yes, Lord, I believe you could do it. Yes, Lord, I believe we could achieve it. Yes, Lord, I can see it, Lord. I can see it. I see it. I was talking to somebody today, and they go, how are you guys coming along with your kitchen? And I go, man, I go, the architect finally finished the plans. 
We're going to be finishing up the kitchen soon. But I see the kitchen every single day. And he said, what? Wait, you lost me. I thought it's not built yet. I go, it's not, but I've seen it. I've seen it for the past three years, and I see it every single day because God has burned that vision in my heart. See, we had enough money to when we started this project. The Bible says don't start a project unless you have everything in place. We had everything in place except COVID. COVID came in the picture, and we didn't know about COVID. And two weeks after we broke ground, COVID came, and it shot the prices of everything up. So we didn't, the money we had, we ended up using it, finishing what we had, and didn't have enough to finish the kitchen. And so now we're finally there. We're going to be putting in new non-slick floor and special siding and a, a, a cooking hood. And, and man, so some of you that are flooring contractors and subcontractors and do the sidewall, that special wall for kitchens, and man, I'm going to be needing your help. And we're going to finish that kitchen because I can already see us in there. I can see Beto, our men's director. Right now, we have a monthly men's dinner. And and you know where Beto cooks? He cooks in the alley because we have flat stoves and a disco. And he's over there, oh, a lead man. That dude goes to town, and sometimes it's raining, so we have tarps. Sometimes it's cold, so he's all bundled up. But, man, we're there doing anything we can and now I can just see him in there flipping around and making it and going, next, order up. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. You see, because you, you see that vision, you see it, you taste it, you believe it, you hold on to it, you don't let go of it. Abram almost let go of it. He said, you know what, God, because you haven't delivered, I already have a plan. My, my right-hand man, Eliezer, I'm going to leave everything to him. And God says, no, you're not. Sorry, Eliezer, you might be getting all excited, but guess what? He's going to have a son. He's going to have a son, and, man, he's going to have so many children that they're not even going to be able to count them. And it came to be, and it happened, and we are part of it, and we are still saying, add one more to the kingdom every time someone gets saved. One more, one more, one more. And that's an amazing promise. Look what it says in the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, and starting at verse 3. His vision, says, is for a future time. And it describes the end, he says. And it will be fulfilled. And if it seems slow in coming, wait patiently. For it will surely take place, and it will not be delayed. And we feel like things are delayed sometimes, and they don't come when we need it. But I'm telling you, that waiting period is always for a purpose, because afterwards you go, wow. Things held up, and we got blessed. See, we didn't want to wait on the kitchen, 
but we'd been waiting on the kitchen. And this, down Jefferson, there was a call center for Lowe's construction, or uh, Lowe's, whatever, you know, like Home Depot, Lowe's. Yeah, whatever it's called. Thank you. But they had a call center. And in the call center, they had a kitchen because they fed all their employees. And they closed down the call center because now people work from home. And they had just built that kitchen a year and a half ago. And the people that bought it, I know them, and they know me, and they know all the outreach we do. And I told her, if you ever come across any restaurant material, please call me. So she called me, and she goes, hey, Pastor, we have a brand-new kitchen that's a year and a half old. Do you want everything in it? And I go, don't even ask twice. And they gave us like $200,000 worth of kitchen equipment. Now, if we hadn't waited, we were going to have to pay $200,000. Now we got it for free. And we're like, look what the Lord has done. See, God does things far beyond our control, and he's working in the background when we don't even have a clue. He's doing things that we don't understand. And he's doing it in such a manner that he's saying, all you have to do is realize that God's promises are realities waiting to be birthed in us. And I've been seeing that kitchen, and now we have the equipment of stuff I've been seeing, and even better than what I had seen. And I'm like, man, God is good. God is so good. And he's just blessing us over and over and over. And we've got to hold on to that. And bringing to the, the fourth thing that you see that God promises are sealed on his faithfulness, not ours. See, we might think we're faithful, but you know what? We're fickle. We're faithful, 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 and then, hey, where's so-and-so? Oh, they didn't come today. Why not? Uh, there was, there was, he, he was gaming and he didn't want to break away. She was really into this Hallmark movie and she didn't want to break away. They all end the same. The guy comes back from the army and they get married. Sorry, I just ruined it for you. But see, all kidding aside, see, we, we, we aren't always that faithful. God is always faithful, even when we're not. We could turn our back on him, but he never turns his on ours. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's right there with us. He says, if you get your hands off of it, I can fix it. He says, all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So leave it alone already because you're making a mess out of it. And that's what God is trying to say, that my promises, I seal them with my faithfulness, says the Lord, not yours. Because it was according to our faithfulness, it would kind of be leaky sometimes. Because we're not perfectly faithful, but God is. God has never let us down. God has never, ever turned his back on us. God has never done that. And that's what we have to understand 
That's what we have to realize. That's what we have to really embrace and carry out, that his promises are sealed on his faithfulness, not ours. And our God is faithful. And we even sing a song that says, he hasn't failed me yet. Somebody said, why yet? Are you waiting for him to fail you? Well, no, I'm just saying he hasn't failed yet. Why should I think he's going to start now? He's been faithful through and through, even when we haven't. Amen? He's good. He's great. God is so faithful. Look what he says in Psalm 138, verse 2. He says, I bow before your holy temple as I worship. But man, I just bow before that holy temple as I worship. And I praise your name for your unfailing love and faithfulness. God, thank you. Your love is amazing and your faithfulness is overwhelming for your promises are not backed by all the, uh, your promises are backed by all the honor of your name. So God backs his promises. It's guaranteed. He takes care of us and he watches over us and he makes sure everything's going to be okay. So he's saying, don't you get it? I have it laid out for you. I have it spread out for you, for you to be able to experience my goodness. Do you believe it? And if you believe it, receive it. And if you receive it, then that should be good enough. And you step out in courageous faith, and you say, in the name of Jesus, here I go. Some of you have done that. And now you drive a car that you never thought you would. You live in a house that you never thought you could. You have a job you never thought you would. You come to church, which you never thought you would ever do. God has done amazing things in your life. And now you're coming up to Christmas and you're going, we have a tree. We even have some gifts under the tree. I'm going to give my kids something for Christmas this year. And you never thought you'd be there, yet here you are. Because you decided to trust God, believe him, and step forward. You decided to say, here I go. I'm going to believe him. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to hold on to him. I'm going to say, God, I believe it, and that's good enough for me. And if no one else goes with me, I'm going to step out by faith and do it. Amen? So I don't know what you're struggling with right now. I don't know what you're battling, but God does. Some of you are even battling hearing what I just preached. You're like, yeah, 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 God's faithfulness and his promises are in his faithfulness. And yeah, 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 here I am, I'm a mess. And God's saying, release it. Would you release it to me? Would you really surrender it? Would you really give it up? Would you surrender this to me so that I can carry it for you? I really pray you would. Some of you have never even trusted God. You've never trusted him with your spirit, your soul. And you're like, I don't know if I can. I'm telling you, he'll never let you down. And if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ and you want to do that tonight, 
raise your hand and say, that's me. I accept Jesus Christ, and I want to receive him. Anyone here tonight? Praise God. Praise God. We're going to take time to pray as a church. And those of you that raise your hand at the very end of the service, I'm going to be right over here at the bottom of the steps. And you could come and let me know you raised your hand so we could give you some material. And I could pray with you. But right now, let's make this altar available to you. Let's make this altar real. And say, here I am. Lord, I'm bringing it to you. I'm going to cross that line of unbelief, and I'm going to trust you. I don't know what you're battling with. I don't know what you're overwhelmed with. But in the name of Jesus, would you make your way up? Would you make your way up? And our prayer team, would our prayer team come up here so that they know who to come to and they could pray with? And they know that you're here for them? So make your way up now, would you? Stand to your feet. And just let them know what you're facing. Let them know what you're up against. Let them know what you've been experiencing lately. And just say, would you pray with me? I want to trust God and I'm having trouble doing it. so desperately want to release it and I don't know how they'll pray with to him right now. Yes, you are, Lord. You're changing us, Lord. If you want some prayer right now, you could even turn to the person next to you and say, would you pray with me? Would you just encourage me right now? Would you pray and agree with me that God's going to touch my son or daughter, my father, my mother, my brother, my sister, my co-workers, my employer, my employees. Cry out to God right now. Believe he's going to do something great. Believe he's going to move supernaturally. Come on, sing it again. Spirit of the living God, sing. Spirit of the living God. That's right. Spirit of the living God. We're leading into all you are. Everything else can be. When you speak, sing it. Spirit of Changes what we see, what we see. 
Let us pray. God, thank you, thank you, thank you. That, Lord, you see everything going on. And, Lord, you truly walk into a room and you change everything. You make things new. You show us what to do and how to do it and how to achieve it. So, God, we say forgive us for putting our trust in ourselves instead of you. Lord, let us see it in our spirit, what you want to do and how you're going to do it. Father, free us. Transform us. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you gave your life to Jesus tonight, meet us right over here at the bottom of this step right here. You're